0: The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the best ball mania too for a chance to win up to $1,000,000. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store now. Hello! Welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Friday, July 30th, and this is episode 217. So many episodes, can't even keep track anymore. I am the broken bankroll, the deadbeat degen, the sad sap, Suns fan, Ryan, rich, (laughs) fat baby, McKee. And I'm very lucky to be joined this fine morning, the morning after the NBA draft by uh, my long-term co-host. But we haven't done an episode in like uh, four months together. I've, I've got the Manhattan menace, the upstate Ooh. eunuch, the legal eagle, the Nickel Bocker ZB. He's going by now.
1: What's up, bro? It's going to be back. So is, is episode 217, is that saying that the first episode was the NBA odds pod that you started? back was that last season yes so we've yes. done 200 that's crazy that we've done 217 shows since then that's been awesome and shout out to you for this this is your baby so the rich fat baby uh podcast yeah
0: <laughs> this is my this is my ugly fat baby that i now share with uh the world um yeah you don't go by swiss bank anymore you're going by zb just keep it keep it easy
1: Swiss bank never, never really caught on, you know, past the, uh, past, you know, you're, you're, you're more than nickname King, uh, Moonov and I did, we, we didn't get as much of the nicknames, although we tried to call him the machine as much as possible, obviously great season for him, but, um, yeah, great to be back on the podcast with you and, um, crazy day yesterday, uh, Russell Westbrook gets traded very fun NBA draft and, uh, now free agency is only two days away. So great time for, uh, you know, still talking about NBA.
0: Absolutely. So Zach and I are going to give uh, NBA draft reactions, talk about some props that hit, uh, talk about how the uh, championship odds moved a little bit after the draft and after the rest of Westbrook trade. Um, And Zach will explain the players that got drafted, the best players, uh, his reactions, because he knows that a lot better than I do. Then uh, we're going to go all the way back to the preseason back in December when we made our uh, future picks, where we both took a hundred units and uh, divided them up on futures picks and had a sharp off between Zach and I, and we'll see who won. Uh, Zach, I'll just, you know, spoiler alert, did much better than I did. And then we will talk about some Olympic basketball predictions. After I let ZB go, I am going to bring on the Prop Bet Brothers Terrell Furman and Jong Lee to talk about their favorite prop bets from the season and any other, uh, Olympic basketball stuff that they have. So let's get started. Zach, what, what were the biggest shocks, uh, of the draft for betters last night?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like we can kind of take it from the top. I think you look at this top three, it, it definitely was kind of stone cold throughout the process. And I think there were definitely looking back, a lot more opportunities to kind of get down on, especially Jalen Green at two. I mean, we were literally two weeks ago. That line was only at minus 150, minus 175. That ended up being, looking like kind of, I mean, he was in Houston before the draft and they flew him out to the draft on a private jet and he went right back to Houston. That seemed like it was kind of set in stone. Cade Cunningham, obviously at one. No shocker there, although you know, the Pistons did try to kind of drum up some interest. There were some interesting line moves throughout the process there, but you would have to risk a lot to get down on Kate at one. And then Mobley going three uh, was obviously also kind of best player available. It looked like kind of a three player draft at that point. And then the, the intrigue really started at four last night where Scotty Barnes goes over Jalen Suggs. Um, I think Jalen Suggs was around minus two fifty to go there. And it ended up getting taken off the board because it seemed to leak before the draft that Suggs was locked into going four. Um, And, and I, I never really, Saw that with Suggs. I think he, he's kind of more of a high floor, low ceiling type of guy. I thought the Raptors would be more tempting to take a swing, which they did with Scotty Barnes. Then Jalen Suggs falling to five. Um, and then Josh Giddy at six was also kind of a shocker. Um, you know, that, that that pick right there, pick, taking it from Australia. He was a guy who over under around 14, you know, dropped down to 12. And then that Memphis trade happened with New Orleans. And his, his under started tanking because there was rumor that he was going to go at 10 to the Grizzlies, they didn't have a chance to get him. So that, that, that trade kind of looks a little bit weird in hindsight for Memphis. So Giddy goes way under. Um, a few under. I, I, a few other picks I'll talk about here. Josh Primo, over under 27 and a half, goes at 12 to the Spurs. Um, so definitely I, I was on that under. I thought he would go in the early 20s, but ended up going 12. So we're able to not to sweat that out at all. Franz Wagner, under, dead on, all the way. It looked like, I mean, Talk was him going to the Kings all the way throughout the process. Looked like his floor was kind of eight to the Magic, and he ends up going there at eight. So Wagner under came from, you know, 12 to 11 to 10, and then ended the night at eight and a half, still goes under. James Knight another guy that was tied to the Thunder at six, his over-under got all the way down to six and a half, juiced under, and he doesn't go till 11 to Charlotte. Um, so kind of a surprising one there. And then I'll talk about, I guess, uh, two guys – Chris Duarte, who was a guy who was kind of the NBA draft prop Twitter name of the season. I mean, he was a guy who just continually was falling and falling. I think he opened up at like 29 and a half, ends up closing at 14 and a half, still goes under at 13. Um, and Jaden Springer was a guy who was also a lot of prop bet action on him at 22 and a half. He ends up falling later, more of a Twitter guy than I guess a NBA team guy. So kind of threw out a lot there, there though, but uh, a lot of fun betting draft props. I hope some of you guys uh, tailed some of the picks we had in the Slack channel and Munaf's uh, article. I didn't check to see how those did, but a uh, bit of a rant there, but yeah, a lot of fun last night.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a fun draft. I learned a lot about the players uh, last time for the first time. I didn't bet on any of it. I've been kind of taking a break from betting since the Suns lost. I, uh, I admit, I it's been a, it's been a tough betting couple weeks for me. So I just enjoyed the draft without <laughs> betting on it last night. One thing I wanted to ask you, what one player I wanted to ask you, I saw an ESPN, Jonathan Giverney, uh, did a long shot prediction, uh, Alperin Sengun, who went to the Rockets. He's coming out of the Turkish league. He says he has uh, the best chance to be rookie of the year next season outside of the lottery. Any thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, well, and Sangoon is someone who's produced overseas at a young age, which is kind of one of those, you know, flasher signals that this guy could be really ready for the NBA. We saw Luka Dotsch was someone like that. He produced overseas as a as a young player that came over as a rookie, um, and the kind of the jump up of level wasn't as high. Senghun's a guy, the analytics models love him. I believe John Hollinger actually had him second on his big board. Um, wow. He goes 16 to the Rockets. His over-under, I think, was at 12 and a half, so still kind of falls a little bit in the draft. But Definitely a guy that the analytics models love, can really score and pass, I think. And the, and the defensive end is where the concerns are with him. But you kind of like that for rookie of the year because he'll have the ability to put up counting stats um, on the offensive end. And, you know, we'll see how, what the what the opportunities like, obviously, behind Jay Sean Tate um, and Christian Wood in, in uh, Houston. And, you know, between Jalen Green and Josh Christopher and Jalen Green and Josh Christopher as well. And Kevin Porter Jr., they have a lot of mouths to feed in Houston all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, uh, it seemed like a surprise to me because that front court is already feeling a little crowded with uh Kelly Olynyk there too. I know. Oh yeah, Kelly Olynyk. Like he's obviously he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, I mean he is a, a produ- he's still a productive NBA player,
1: and, and he's a nice guy to have around young young guards because he spaced the floor for them. You know, he'll help out their their Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green to have a little bit more spacing to operate.
0: Yeah, what do you think about the Cameron Thomas to the Nets? Does that help or hurt? their odds for the title next year or does it even matter he feels like a Tyrese Halliburton type
1: he's a, so he Cameron Thomas um phenomenal scorer, all-time leading scorer at Oak Hill Academy which is pretty legendary you know some of the names that have come through that that school um and just an absolute bucket but kind of shot selection needs to be re, needs to be reined in um, we'll see how he fits in there I mean I think he's a nice guy to have kind of as insurance for injuries to the big three because he can really fill it up so, but we'll see, I mean, how effective he is at I don't know, he'll have to obviously work on his ability to play off the ball to succeed there in the playoffs, um, assuming that they have health going into the playoffs next year. Yeah, so not as versatile as like a Halliburton, not as versatile as a Halliburton. I mean, I think he, he definitely has some of that skill, but at, at LSU, he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted, whereas at Iowa State, Tyrese Halliburton was more like reined in um, and kind of like a, a true point guard.
0: Yeah. So the Kings went ahead and, uh, got Davion Mitchell, uh, another guard to add with healed Fox and Halliburton, who we just mentioned, what are they going to do? Are they getting rid of healed? Is that what it seems like?
1: Well, buddy, Heald, I We mean, obviously talk about the Russell Westbrook trade a little bit, buddy. Heal was in those rumors by woes. There was a kind of a Wode shams, uh, battle last night for that Intel. Um, yeah. and Davion Mitchell, I mean, look, it's a weird pick, um, but if he hits, I mean, if he hits, he hits like, I don't, the Kings aren't good enough to be drafting for like positional need anyways yet, but definitely kind of a weird pick take like, a small guard when you basically have already committed to this backcourt of the future with, with Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, they obviously seemed like a team that wanted Wagner, um, at nine, they were linked to him throughout the process. And then he went, you know, one spot ahead of them. So maybe they panicked I And mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the pick per se, but, um, time will obviously tell.
0: Yeah, it, it feels weird because they're so bad on defense and they just got another small guard that's not going to help them all on defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mitchell, so part of his appeal is that he can be kind of like a pit bull on the ball defender of opposing point guards, but they already have that with De'Aaron Fox. And like, you know, you can't have all those guys, like like you said, you can't have all those guys in the same court at the same time. Um, and well, I mean, De'Aaron Fox going to guard the other team's small forward when you have all these guys on the team on the floor together, so... That was a curious pick, but again, I mean, the, the odds of of hitting on a draft pick, even once, even once you get past, you know, top five are considerably drop with each pick and, you know, they had to take the player they thought was the best available, which obviously they did, but definitely one of the more controversial picks waking up here Friday morning.
0: Okay. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Ready to win, money, and boost your odds? WinBet is live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. I I can't even have the breath to say them all. Great and great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at win bet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport We have what you need to win. So are you ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free $500 sports sport sports bet download bet and win download win bet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. And you know we're also brought to you by underdogfantasy.com. Make sure to go to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. I've been so addicted to underdog best ball drafts. I've then I, you know, I stayed up pretty much all night last night just doing that. It's it's really fun. Just watch out; you will get addicted. And I've only just had that free twenty-five dollars, so. Uh, I'm doing a lot of three-dollar ones because I'm crazy. So go download the app now and sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN. And while you're downloading the Underdog Fantasy app, make sure to download the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives the app gives you all kinds of easy access to our picks and podcasts, plus tons of free giveaways that you could only d- get from the app. So uh, don't forget to give us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Thank you. We have some updated NBA championship odds for next season. We've got the Nets at plus 200 as the favorite. The Lakers drop all the way to plus 400 with the addition of Russell Westbrook. Uh, What's your knee jerk on the Russell Westbrook trade to the
1: Lakers? I don't know. I mean, I I think it's a... Everyone's obviously talking about the spacing off the cuff. Um, I feel like we, we've seen that issues with that with, Le- with LeBron James teams in the past, but you know I think they needed the talent infusion. So like uh, getting Russ, I don't think it's going to hurt. They obviously still they're not like a. It didn't make them you know a prohibitive favorite to win the championship in my opinion. I still think they probably are my team to come out of the West. Um, what do you think of it? I thought I, that's definitely a weird trade.
0: Yeah, a weird trade in that they had they still have Schroeder
1: – correct? Well, he's a free agent. And they, they probably won't be able to bring him back now. Okay. They, so they're not going to be able to
0: bring him back. They get rid of KCP. They get rid of Kuzma. They get rid of Harrell. So they're going to have Westbrook, LeBron, uh, Davis as uh, Drummond's a free agent, right? They're not going to bring him back.
1: Yeah. I, I think their, their team is basically going to be like minimum, minimum contracts alongside this. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I obviously think that they needed a third star, like the the way they tried to do it last year with like a bunch of pieces around LeBron and AD, especially after both either and both of them got hurt, didn't really work. So at least Russell Westbrook can help them carry them in the regular season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like it'll be like Caruso maybe, um, West Matthews. I think is still on this team. Taylor Horton Tucker they can try to bring back. They they they, they can go over the cap to get bring him back. Um, then Marcus Gasol I still have, but you know, it's going to be on LeBron to become the best player in the world again for this team to win a championship.
0: Yeah. And I think that Russell Westbrook can take some of that scoring load off of LeBron during the regular season, let LeBron kind of coast through and uh, save his body for the playoffs. So I like it from that standpoint, but I don't know. I mean, we have to see, does Russell Westbrook end up being the Russell Westbrook from like the latter part of the wizard season or the first part where they were really struggling?
1: Yeah. And I think one thing with this, with this, um, with this Lakers team is I think people talk about like, okay, if you put Anthony Davis at the five, it's kind of like a panacea and that solves all your issues with spacing. Anthony Davis shot 26% from three last year. And like, we saw him in that, in that playoff series against the Suns. Uh, I know, you know, this, like like he wasn't a threat to knock down jumpers and and keep the floor space. So like moving Anthony Davis to the five, yeah, it'll help um, with spacing but they're going to need some knockdown shooters on this team to go around with, um, to go, to go around these guys, because Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis all want to attack the basket. Um, but definitely just a, a very, I think it it solidifies their floor, you know, more than, more than, more than what they had last year.
0: Right. And Gasol a good big man shooter from the outside, but hasn't been healthy for two years.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he still is. I, I still have faith in Marcus. Saul. I, I love my European bigs. So, you know, maybe he comes in for one last ride, but they're going to need, they're going to need Anthony Davis and LeBron James to buy into playing power forward and center. That way Russ doesn't clog things up too much. You get two knockdown guys at, at the two and the three, and then all of a sudden you're in business. Like, so Russell Westbrook, I mean, he, he still was playing at a high level. I mean, it, it's so crazy how, how jaded we've become to counting stats. Like, he averaged what, like 23, 12 and 12 last year. And which is like, and most people think of him as like an inefficient player or he, I mean, he isn't efficient, but most people kind of scoff at his production and say, he can't help you win with LeBron James. I think, I think they will find a way to you know, help him uh, along the path and, and, and really push towards the championship here.
0: Well, I agree. And he deferred to Harden when he was on the Rockets and he deferred to ran at times in Oklahoma city. So we've seen him with bigger stars and him be more deferential. Uh, I mean, he still makes like really bad choices on, but I do think that LeBron can make up for that. However, I'm, I gotta say, like, I know that people were, you know, shitting on the analytics of saying like, well, what's the is, is good. He should be on the all NBA. He's averaging a triple double. But he still like, it came down to him and Bradley Beal, two of the best, two of the what? Best 15, 20, top 20 players in the league over the last few years, at least they couldn't, they could barely get the eighth spot in the East and the East was not strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they obviously were a better team down the stretch and then they started to figure some things out, but you know, that team around them, it wasn't like John Wall was taking that team to the playoffs either. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of pressure on Frank Vogel here and, and Rob Polinka to kind of get the best out of, out of Russell Westbrook now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bucks at plus 950, Warriors at 10 to 1, Suns 16 to 1, 76ers at 16 to 1, Jazz at 16 to 1. 76ers still, uh, you know, didn't get rid of Ben Simmons last night. There was a lot of rumors around him being traded. Any thoughts on the 76ers uh, tied with the Suns for 16 to 1 odds?
1: Ah, I mean, I think the Suns are, they showed a lot in the playoffs. Sixers didn't show as much in the playoffs. I was getting upset by the Hawks. I think it's too early to tell with the Sixers team because it seems like there's no way Ben Simmons will be on this team going into next year. So they're going to look different. You know, is that CJ McCollum? Is that some package from the Raptors? It remains to be seen, but it definitely does not. It seems like the Sixers will look very different going into next season. Joe Joel Embiid, obviously, hopefully he's fully healthy with that meniscus injury that we don't really know what what's up with that. There's no more updates after that series. So that'll be something to monitor. Um, yeah. A lot of teams that are kind of, it's going to be a very, I think a lot of parody next year. Um, maybe Brooklyn kind of runs away with it, but with Kawhi injured, the Lakers definitely have a chance to be in that group with the Nets, but there are so many teams, like all the, all the teams you just said, you know, Sixers, Jazz, Bucks, Suns, Nuggets, um, you know, the Heat, the Celtics, you could throw them in the Raptors. Like, it's just a lot of, a lot of very good teams that don't have that top-end talent that takes them into, like, championship or bust.
0: Yeah, and, and I think something to consider is just the continued wear down of the players, especially those who went deep into the playoffs, because it's, we've got another short off season again, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, when did the season start here? Like, I think uh,
0: – I, I mean, aren't I, they going to be I, back to normal? So it starts at – in october
1: yeah i mean that that is crazy i i really hope that there isn't the same kind of chain reaction with more injuries at the beginning of next season um but yeah it's going to be quick i mean how crazy is it for drew holiday and devin booker and chris middleton what they're doing uh you know going straight from a finals run um overseas to play in the olympics which is still still a high level and demanding on the body yeah it's
0: nuts it's nuts anything else uh from last night, the draft, or anything else about the rest of Westbrook before we move on to reviewing our futures from last season?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I think what we saw last night was, you know, a a lot of good players coming in the league. And, you know, as we prepare for next season, we're going to get a lot of season previews, hopefully, on this feed. You know, these guys will be worth factoring in for the less good teams. I think what we saw this year was it's very easy to get sucked into the trap of a win-now rookie. And I don't really think that win now rookies, you know, totally exist. Like you're not going to find somebody who's going to slot in and help you in the playoffs next year, unless you're really lucky. I think we saw the Warriors show that with, you know, at seven, they were linked to Corey Kispert and, you know, Davion Mitchell, guys who were older, maybe could help you. And at the end of the day, they went with basically the biggest flyer high upside swing in this draft with Jonathan Kuminga. So I think we saw kind of a lot of talk during draft season about win now rookies. And I think the takeaway is that, you know, on most of these good teams, rookies are, you can't expect them to play a role. And then for the bad teams, you got to start getting kind of familiar with these rookies and they're going to be a big part of handicapping them early in the season because they will be getting minutes uh, from day one. Absolutely. Uh, all right.
0: Well, thanks for that. Let's go to our future bets from last season. I'm going to just kind of, I'm not going to go through all of mine because I had a lot of them and most of them missed. I'm just going to go through the ones that hit and the ones that almost hit that would have put me over the top. So I had the Golden State Warriors to not make the playoffs at plus one forty. I put ten units on that to win fourteen, so uh, that gave me twenty four units. And I also had the Jazz to be the Northwest Division champions at plus two ten. Put ten units on that to win twenty one, so thirty one units. Uh, that's all I won out of 100 units, so I ended up losing anybody who followed me 45 <laughs> units. Uh, I will say that if I Quinn Snyder, very close to winning coach of the year, I had five units on him at uh 30 to one, so you would have won 150 on that had that hit. Also, had Bradley Bill five units on him to uh be the Scoring leader. He got very close to doing that. Uh, that was at plus, uh, that was a 25 to one. So that would have won you 125. So close to, uh, close to topping you, but none of those hit, unfortunately ended up being a losing effort. Wait, So
1: you were, you were basically Bradley Beal. I mean, he was right on the edge that could have, that could have changed your whole thing around.
0: Yeah, I would have, uh, I would have topped you if if Quinn Snyder or the yeah. Bradley Beal thing, and you know, arguably Quinn Snyder best record, team best record in the league, uh, but couldn't beat uh, you know the old boy uh, Knicks coach there.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the, the Utah Jazz were a team that we were both all over. I think Kramer and Sean were both on them too in the preseason pod we did with them as well, and that was definitely a good um, a good call by us. Quinn Snyder, Northwest Division champions. I my biggest bet was there's a win total over so. Um, Good pick on the Jazz there.
0: Yep. Uh, Okay, so you had a winning effort came up, I think, from my calculations, you put down 100 units, you won uh, 106.8. So plus 6.8 units for uh, people who followed you. Let me see if I got this right. So you had the um, Utah season win total over. That was at minus 120. You put 30 units on that to win 25. So that was 55 units you had uh will the nba suspend any time this season you said no at minus 400 you put 20 units be. on that <laughs> to win 5 so that's 25 units uh your best call here was mvp award winner joker you put one unit on that at plus 1800 so uh 18 units uh, that was 19 and you yeah, and then you also had the bulls to not make the playoffs at minus 330 but six units on that to win 1.8 so that was uh, 7.8 total 106.8 did i get that right you had you were very close with the charlottes to make charlotte hornets to make the playoffs but that didn't pan out
1: yeah i haven't done the math here i think it's definitely looking like a slight profit so you know obviously happy with, with that um i got something I that the toronto raptors were another team i i, I touted myself on the jazz i got a remind everyone i was very high on the toronto raptors to be kind of that post-hype sleeper and just be like a four seed and and go to the second round again i thought we were going to get that season from toronto i think I kind of underestimated the situation with them playing in tampa and how much that kind of threw off their whole organization they obviously started off the season i think like oh six i remember checking the standings every single day for the raptors and they ended up tanking and got the fourth pick so obviously it worked out for them but That was a tough loss. Um, Will the NBA spend the season any any time? No, I think that that looking back, um, very very happy with that play. Um, Obviously, you know worked for for a variety. At minus
0: four hundred, you're very happy with that.
1: I did kind of. I wonder what I was thinking here. I mean, I I laid twenty units on a minus four hundred and just randomly six to win one point eight on Chicago Bulls to miss the playoffs minus three thirty. Um, so got conservative to kind of sh- save some profit that, that basically was my profit. It looks like, um, those two plays right there. Um, what else? I mean, the Hornets, another team that was close and looks like they'll be close again. going to be kind of in a similar, a lot of these teams that were in the back half of the Eastern conference can be right in that same, um, right in that same group again, like, you know, a slight dog to make the playoffs. Um, so we'll have, we'll have a similar discussion with betting those this year, you know, Hornets, Bulls, Wizards, those type of teams. Absolutely. So uh, you
0: win. And I think that that then cancels us out because you still owed me a hundred yeah. bucks from the
1: season before. I, I still owe you a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: But that cancels us out, right? Because it was double. Oh or yeah. Cause you owe me a hundred for this. Small. I owe a hundred for
1: that. Yeah. All right. There we go. So
0: i there we go. All ends up. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, Maybe I'll be a little bit more conservative with my futures next year, like Zach did. I don't know if I'll do 20 units on minus 400 if I'll be that conservative, but uh, not, not a bad uh, run by you. Uh, have you been keeping up with the Olympic basketball? Uh, are you betting any of it?
1: So I haven't made any bets yet. I think I'm going to wait more for this knockout stage. Uh, the group stages, I, I, I think it's kind of a complicated format, right? You, so you have to get two wins to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now it's going to be like a single elimination tournament after that. So I'm looking forward more to uh, betting on that. But what are you, what are you thinking so far with this Team USA performance? Obviously losing to France, but then bouncing back against uh, Iran.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, I'm that that excited about quote unquote bouncing back against Iran. I mean, like. <laughs> What were, what were they favored by like 40 points or something crazy They, like they were that? favored by
1: 36 and a half, 30 they were minus 36 and a half, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, they and they covered that, which that's impressive, <laughs> I suppose, but I don't I, I couldn't tell you any player on Iran. Could you could you name one player?
1: No, in hindsight that was a that was a funny uh funny choice of words by me. <laughs> the back spot against uh, as a 36 and a half point favorite. Yeah, exactly. Um so I don't know if
0: you're looking at any of the games this weekend, but uh, we have uh, France against Iran. Uh, France is favored by 28 points. I'm seeing Nigeria plus six and a half versus Italy. I'm seeing Australia minus eight and a half versus Germany. USA plays the Czech Republic and is giving up 24 and a half points. So
1: um, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a must win game for USA to, to get through. So. The Czechs, I mean, they were, they started off hot against France. I think mean, they were, they were in that game up until halftime. Then France pulled away in the second half. So, look, with Team USA, I mean, we know that their floor is obviously low. And with, and with the three point shot, anything can happen. So, must, I mean, I don't know about this 24 and a half point line, but must win game um, for the, for the United States. And that's, that's going to be tomorrow morning early on the East Coast.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think the most interesting game this weekend is probably Slovenia yeah. versus Spain. Slovenia, I'm seeing them minus two and a half. Both of them beat Argentina, uh, which is you know is known as a as a good basketball program. They don't have any stars really right now. But uh, any thoughts on uh, your boy Luca versus Spain?
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a great game. I think Spain is is probably the better team, but Luca Doncic obviously playing like the best player in the world right now. Um, literally, you know, on this on this Olympic stage. So Slovenia as a slight favorite here, um, I may even kind of, I, I kind of like Spain as a dog here. Um, you know, they have been playing together for longer. You know, Uzman Garuba is a guy who was drafted last night by the Houston Rockets, one of the better defenders in the world um, at, at a young age. He had some good reps on Kevin Durant. So now he gets some reps on, on Luka Doncic. So excited to see that matchup. I'm going to go with Spain. Um, how about on, on the money line in this game? maybe a little bit inflated line, uh, for Slovenia based on how good luca has been individually.
0: Yeah. you get uh, Spain plus plus one twenty on the money line. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, it's hard to bet against Luca though, right now, especially yeah, on this international is. stage. He's so yeah. fun. What would he put up 50 the other night?
1: He, I think he put up like a 48, 11 and seven. Um, you know, he's just balling. And we, we were talking about, Munaf and I were talking about the top five players in the world, uh, coming after that, after the finals. And we both had Luka Doncic, I think in our top three. So, um, he, he's just a baller and excited to see what, what the Mavericks do in free agency to kind of build a more of a team around him. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. Anything else before I, I let you get out of here? No, I mean, are, are you, I, I, are you wearing a Phoenix Sun shirt right now? Are you wearing a Devin Booker lying down buzzer beater shirt?
0: <laughs> yes, I am.
1: You, you, I, you, you had the logo just low enough, so I couldn't chirp you about it earlier in the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know people have been asking me on for my reaction on our NBA Slack channel, which if you're not on NBA Slack, go to sg.pn slash Slack. Yeah. Uh, plenty of conversations still going off, especially with the draft last night. Uh, people are asking me for my reaction. What's my reaction to the Suns losing? I, I don't have like a funny or good reaction. I'm just sad. <laughs> I lost money and I'm sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, not not to rub insult to injury. I think it's just my immediate takeaway from that finals. I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't know why. It was just like, it's just, it just so crazy how, you know, every single year, 29 teams face defeat and only one is a champion. You know, the Phoenix Suns, such a phenomenal season. And you get so close to the title, you don't get it, but that should not overshadow what a great run it was and reestablishing basketball in in the city of Phoenix. So, you know, the future is definitely bright.
0: Yeah, I hope so. And I hope that Sarver does the right thing and uh, brings Chris Paul back.
1: Yeah. I mean, is that, is that, is that locked in? What are you, what are you hearing?
0: Uh, I'm hearing that it's not locked in. I'm I'm hearing that Sarver hasn't extended an offer yet and, Chris Paul doesn't know if he's locked into coming back yet. So I don't know. I mean, there's, I mean, there was rumors about him going to the Lakers, but that clearly isn't going to happen with West them acquiring Westbrook.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. And I, the uh, Mark Stein did just also send out a tweet that Utah is very, uh, very confident in their ability to bring back Mike Conley. So another team in the West um, locking in, you know, at the point guard position.
0: And now it's time for everyone's favorite sponsored segment, Crystal Ballers. Crystal Ballers is presented by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports back. Head over to PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP for up to $500 in bonus cash. I am now looking into my crystal ball or also the air in front of me acting like it's a crystal ball for my favorite NBA future available on PropSwap. And guess what? There aren't any right now unfortunately, which really bums me out, but totally makes sense. It was just the draft last night, so people haven't really bought tickets for future for future futures for next season yet cuz those odds have just come out, which we actually talk about I just talked about it in the podcast with Zach Uh, you know, you can get some interesting futures for next season, uh, but none are up on PropSwap right now, so maybe you go and you buy some futures for next season, and you could go upload them on PropSwap yourself, but I did find a future that I do really like, that I think is fun, because I'm into fantasy football right now, I've been doing some research, and uh, especially for my Dynasty League, which is with a lot of the SGPN guys, and i I found a ticket on Prop Swap the Davis Mills to win 2021 Offensive Rookie of the Year. That is at 150 to one odds, and uh, right now it's at eighty dollars. And to get that, I mean, you can bid eighty dollars to get that, and the payout would be fifteen thousand dollars. Now you might be saying, like, who's Davis Mills? I didn't know either until recently, but he's the rookie quarterback for the Texans, and. And hey, if uh, Deshaun Watson can't play, which is, you know, looking a little dicey, and then maybe Tyrod Taylor is just completely average like he has been in the past, uh, maybe the Texans go with the future. They don't care about winning this year. They throw Davis Mills in there. Maybe he they just let him air it out. He puts up a bunch of, uh, puts a bunch of yards and stats, and who knows? He could end up winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Why not? I mean, for... Throwing down 80 bucks to win 15,000, that seems like worth the bet, so I actually might go uh, that, get that right now, pick that up. Um but, you know, you can get plenty more of these tickets on there. I see Trey, Sh- uh, uh, Trey Sermon, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts. So you can get all the uh, young guys that you like uh, in, from your dynasty leagues who win Offensive Rookie of the Year at better odds than you're going to get them at any sports book. So, again, go to propswap.com, uh, sign up, use the promo code SGP, and you get up to $500 in bonus cash all right so make sure for all your favorite futures you head to propswap.com use promo code SGP for up to $500 in bonus cash okay and now I'm here with the prop bet brothers Jong Lee and Terrell Furman thank you so much for coming back guys it's been a couple weeks I know I was talking to uh john before we got on the call and i've been a bit of a recluse after the suns lost it was uh it was very tough for me financially and emotionally so uh just getting back into the swing of things but good to see your faces how's it going john
2: so far so good man like uh honestly money never sleeps so we went from straight from you know nba finals to olympics basketball fiba you know all that stuff so
0: yeah, and TB, some people are blowing up on TBT also. I haven't really been following that as closely, but that was a really fun tournament last season. Uh, Terrell, how you been?
3: Good, I'm good. Uh, I'm just rolling in a boatload of cash right now. Um, I don't even remember what the, what I finished the season on with the prop bets going through the playoffs, but had a an incredible, incredible run in the uh, playoffs the playoffs, which is really good, and now I am uh, ramping up on that TBT action, yo. Money never sleeps like John Sled, so.
0: Heck yeah, heck yeah, so uh, yeah, what do you, TBT's been very good. What are you betting on TV real quick, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but uh, real quick, what are you betting on TBT this weekend?
3: This weekend, um, let me pull up, see if I can pull up the lines so I can tell you the exact lines. Um, I haven't looked at the lines yet for the games that's coming up, but Um, I know I'm going to like, uh, my favorite was Carmen's crew and they just got knocked out by, um, who was it? Uh, the, the money team. So they got knocked out by the money team and just a crazy Elam ending where the money team came back from 18 points down. Oh shit. Carmen's crew. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was a great game. Absolutely great game. Like if you are if you're not hip on what the TBT is or what the Elam ending is, I need you to just like
2: educate kill, yourself, right? educate yourself, Yeah,
3: educate yourself. It's literally one of the greatest uh, ways to play basketball. I don't think it'll ever be implemented in a college basketball or an NBA level, but to see it happening in the TBT and to see them doing it in the NBA all-star game, like it just makes the game so much better to have a target score instead of a timed clock at the end of the game. And watching these teams like really go out there and try to get these, um, and trying to hit that target score instead of just following like everybody's scoring trying to hit the target, target score. So super great. I don't have any lines right now. They don't have any lines out for the game, so I can't give you.
0: Uh, yeah, the, I'm not seeing any lines either in my book, but yeah, uh, yeah. let me run some uh, futures. It's probably by... because it's
3: the championship series.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably that...
3: called the championship series. What, what futures you got?
0: I got uh Golden Eagles at plus 210 to win. This is to win it all. Golden Eagles, plus 210. Mm. Sideline cancer, plus 250 boheims army plus 280 blue collar U 450 the money team plus 475 the aftershock plus 475 uh team 23 eight to one florida tnt eight to one
3: okay so i love getting um the money team did you say that was 750
0: the money team is at plus four seven five
3: 475, yes. I love getting the money team at that value because this the money team is incredibly talented. When you talk about the guards like Jordan Crawford, um, who is a small guard, but he absolutely can get off and get his shot. Uh, you talk about uh, Jeff Ledbetter, who is absolutely dynamic from three, especially whenever he's on. So he was rough to start the start tournament, but ever since that, he's been completely unconscious from three like they have they don't have a deep team they got charles jenkins there who is an amazing three-point shooter as well um they're not incredibly deep they only run about eight seven or eight any given um for all of their games and they don't have a much larger rotation when you think about teams like the golden eagles who run about 10 deep
2: easy um
3: don't sleep uh, on the bayheim's
2: bayheim army. bayheim's army don't sleep on them i like yeah, i like yeah, bayheim's, no. army. Yeah, bayheim's
3: army yeah Bayhams army definitely um, I'm. I was just about to get to them, but the money team. I love the money team. I get them for plus seven, uh, four seventy five. Bayheim's Army. I love them at their price. Uh, they have the TBT goat and DJ Kennedy from Overseas Elite on the team. They have DeAndre Kane on the team. They're incredibly deep. Tyrese Rice is new to the team this year. Has been great for them through the tournament. The uh former Boston College grad. Um. That team is just stacked and absolutely loaded. The only thing going against Bayon's army is their curse, like their curse. They've had stacked teams like this before and have not been able to get it done and have lost like when they get so, so close. So uh, hopefully, you know, uh, DeAndre Kane, uh, DJ Kenny, Tyrese Rice. Um, they got Chris McCullough, who's uh, balling right now.
2: He was, he was a disappointment in, in at, at Q's though. He was a disappointment at Q's. However.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All those guys are still hooping. All those guys are still really good. So uh, I love them at was that plus two eighty? Like that's a really good price to get them at. Honestly, yep. uh, it's it's so it's such good basketball. I think those those are really two. And then if I had to give you one of the um, the long shots that could possibly make it. I think it could possibly be that Florida TNT team. Um we people kind of forget about them. It's been a while since they played. They played the first weekend, so we've seen a lot of basketball since then, but that Florida TNT team is really really good. Like they have some NBA caliber players on that team, and I yeah. think that um if things go the right way, they could be, you know, this year's version of last year's sideline Cancer where they'll uh they'll make it all the way to the championship game. So That could happen, but don't sleep on Marcus Elam and Cylon Cancer. Like, there's so many good teams in this tournament. It's really, really, really super tough to pick futures, but uh, those are two that I really like right now, and then I think I would also dip in on uh, Cylon Cancer um, to avenge, you know, losing in championship last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, those games start tomorrow, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, with the Florida TNT, who you like uh, versus the Aftershocks. So, uh, check That's your gonna local book.
3: Connor Fram Connor Framkamp for the ap- Aftershocks is a dog, and yeah. uh, he he could send them packing with an Elam ending shot. So, be careful about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. So, we're going to talk. In addition to betting uh, TBT, you need to be betting the Olympics basketball this weekend. Uh, I just got off the phone with uh, Zach Broner. We picked a few Olympics basketball games. Wanted to get your guys' picks. Uh, Jong, I'll start with you. Any Olympics basketball you like this weekend?
2: Can I, can I actually start off with, uh, with a prop for you?
0: Yeah. Uh, if,
2: if, uh, if, if they're available in your book, uh, Jordan and Wara for the, from Nigeria over 13 and a half points. Lock that in, please. Um, he's the alpha on this Nigerian team and this Nigerian team is 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 loaded. Um, you know Jordan Noir, you know the obviously the the rookie out of Louisville playing for the Bucks, you know, this season. Um, he is balling it up. Uh, I almost want to say he's he's kind of like that one man, you know, um, team but but they're not they're they're deep you know they they have some NBA players here but Jordan and mm-hmm. Wara the alpha of this over 13 and a half he had 33 or 34 last game 33 and he should not be stopping anytime soon so wow Jordan, uh, no.
0: yeah that's a great one and, and I should have known that you would have brought a prop bet for, as a prop bet brother I don't have any prop bets on my book so I didn't even know to ask hey, you John, for them
3: hey I'm gonna follow up on you John I'm going to follow up on you with the prop bet, John.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. All right, let's go. Cherell, what do you got?
3: Same game. I'm getting uh, uh, Gallinari for over 13 and a half. I just – I don't know. I'm not, you know, all the way up to speed on the FIBA basketball, but Gallinari is still an NBA talent against this um, Nigeria team. And I think this should be a good game. I don't think Nigeria has lost, what, two already? So Mm -hmm. they should be coming in this game fighting, trying to, you know, salvage what is left of their what is going to be left of their olympic um journey and then italy's not going to go down fighting so galinari has got to lead the way in scoring at some
0: point right
2: yeah 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 i mean so I, I feel over like 13
3: and a half for him as well
0: do you like that nigeria italy game uh, italy minus seven
2: uh for for me so that, that's 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 a tough one if you know gun to my head I, i'll probably pick nigeria i'm i'm only getting plus six and a half but i probably can chop around for for a better line um yeah i i, I would i would lean nigeria well i actually saw seven uh, yeah plus plus six and a half plus perfect, seven perfect perfect yeah no i think i i have a little more faith in some of the some of the talent on the nigerian team you got your um you know who do you got up? You got your Jaleel Okafor, you got your Ekbe Udo, you know, that's a, that's a callback there. But Jordan Noir, of course, I, you know, I love Precious Achua. I, I do yeah. say that name. So
0: I think I, that's right.
2: Yeah. I, I love, I love the talent on this team over definitely the the Italians, but you know, like, like I said, at the end of the day, this, this is we're we're just living in Luca Doncic's universe. So it's, you know, his to lose essentially, but yeah. On this game, I I definitely lean like I said to Nigeria.
0: Yeah, you're looking at Luca. What about Slovenia versus Spain? I'm seeing Slovenia minus two and a half. Uh, Zach and I talked about this one. We uh, we like Slovenia. Well, he actually picked Spain plus the points. I like Slovenia though.
2: I love Slovenia minus two and a half. That's that's small enough that you know Slovenia wins by the margin. Um, you know, you're obviously Luca is gonna have to score his 25 a game here. Um, but, you know, I do, I do, I do think it's going to be, you know, single digits here, you know, with, like, three, four minutes to go. So, yeah. I think minus two and a half it is, you know, within that margin that Slovenia can, you know, cover the spread. So, yeah, give me, give me Luca and Slovenia.
0: Terrell, did we lose you, or are you just off of uh, your camera right now?
2: No, oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm
3: over here uh, getting some of these bets in as we're talking.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> and, yeah. No, I'm so going back to Italy real quick, I'm on Italy minus the six and a half, seven. I think that Nigeria is out of it. They lost the first two. They're gonna come, you know, try to play a little bit, play up a little bit, but I like Italy to just go ahead and put Nigeria out of their misery. Hate to go against Nigeria. I do really, really like that team, but I think Italy is built in um onto a run trying to get into the next round. And then, uh, yeah, I'm on Slovenia as well. I'm on Slovenia as well. And, uh, I might throw them in, you know, a last ditch Friday's parlay if we get to it.
0: Yeah. Let's hear it.
3: Uh, well, I'll save it for the end.
0: I'll save it for the end. All right. What do you, what, what, you got another prop bet or something you want to throw out to us?
3: Um, no, let's see. Uh, you could possibly look around for some team USA props. I think I'm uh, any other bets I have is I'm probably taking uh, team USA minus the 13 and a half um, in the first half against the Czech Republic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I think that they're going to come out guns blazing. They still need to win this game um, and just, you know, get themselves going, like right? get themselves going into the knockout rounds so um, I think that they're going to be they're going to come out really strong. Keep it going. Uh, I think they should cover the twenty four pretty easily, but I'll take
2: the first half and just uh, chill on that.
0: I like that. I like that. Uh, John, you got anything else?
2: No, nothing else. I'll, you know, maybe you know, throw a Friday parlay at the end, end of the broadcast here.
0: All right, uh, Terrell, you want to throw out your Friday parlay?
3: Okay. Um, let's see here. All right, we got – did I get the – I'm trying to make sure that I get it to – I want to try to get it to 10 to 1 and give us some real, real value here. Heck, yeah. All right, there we go. It's close enough, close enough. All right, boom. So, Friday's parlay. We're going to cash to end the basketball year. Uh, Slovenia, money line gallinari over 13 and a half points i think he's just gonna he's gonna feast and score and he really needs to bounce back from being um from that showing with Atlanta. yeah uh, so he's gonna feast and score 13 and a half uh give me also 13 and a half points usa in the first half i'll take that i think they are gonna blow the czech republic out of the water and i think it's gonna come it's gonna start fast with uh in the first half and then france minus the 27 versus iran i watched that iran versus team usa game <laughs> yeah. they are not ready for this <laughs> they are not ready for this at all yeah that's, i saw some of that yeah that's gonna put you at uh 996 so very very close and pretty much 10 to 1 odds right there i love it i'm wow. about to lock it in now
0: hell yeah all right well thank you for that i appreciate uh you bringing the heat for another
2: friday's parlays uh john can you follow that up well that that slovenia spread i they must be listening to this pod live right now because they went from minus two and a half to minus three so we'll probably have to shop around for for you know that minus two what? and a half we're,
0: mo- we're already moving lines how are they <laughs> getting hey this is not look, even live. Man, we are good we are really really good at what we do <laughs>
2: anyways uh, i still take that slovenia um minus three uh, uh, point spread i'll take I, I'm, I'm with withdrawal on this one usa you know first half spread minus 13 and a half and then i'll take that australia team um minus eight and a half they're they're battling germany i think uh you know australia you know they got they they're 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 pretty much complete from from what i can tell they you know they have um uh, some uh, solid nba players kind of talent to back them up so uh, i'll take the minus eight and a half that three parlay right there slovenia minus three usa first half minus 13 and a half and australia minus eight and a half full game 50 to win 299 so nice not bad for, for a mini parlay there
0: Love those. Love those. Okay. So now that we got the bets in for this weekend, I ask you guys to bring me some of your favorite prop bets from the season. Who are the players that hit for you most? Who are the teams that hit for you most? John, I'll go ahead and start with you. Who you
2: got? Um, this is a, this is a player prop that um, I actually love. Um, I actually, when I, when I started becoming more active on the Friday um, NBA pod um, I always was a blind fading jeremy grant now if you remember jeremy grant <laughs> he started off the season you know first game of the season nine points right so him going to the detroit pistons that was also kind of a surprise for most people right most fans um and nine points to start the season however his second game on he had this like 30 game stretch where he was scoring 20 points double digits uh, he was such a cash cow in that early first half of the season obviously kind of mailed it in or, you know, kind of checked out at the end of the season there. Uh, But that first half, Jeremy Grant, um, he was, he was, he started off like 19, you know, the books didn't adjust for a long time on his points prop alone. I was on his points prop, points, rebounds and assist prop. So Jeremy Grant over on his points prop was a cash cow for me personally, you know, and, you know, I have fond memories of that because, you know, that's when I started becoming more active on this pod. It's
0: yeah, early. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I remember you uh, talking him up throughout the beginning of the season. I certainly jumped on a lot of those lines of the over. Those were fun. Uh, he did really slow down, as did the Detroit Pistons. I think they were gunning for Cade Cunningham early on. <laughs> so uh, they got their man. Uh, Terrell, do you want to throw out a prop that really uh, you remember fondly from the season?
3: Oh, absolutely. And My prop was a lot of props. And so my prop was any center points against the Celtics. Didn't matter. I don't care who it was. Didn't care who it was. If you were a center and you were competent at the game of basketball, I played your points prop against the Celtics and I cashed. Especially (laughs) the really good centers where their points props are like 20, 21, 22, I didn't matter who it was, had no idea. The Celtics could not do anything against the center position this year. They were bottom five in the league and um, points given up to the center position. Anytime didn't matter who the Celtics were playing. Didn't matter who it was. Then anything like that. I was always on the center against the Celtics and I made a boatload of cash for it.
0: Yeah. And it didn't even matter when they traded away Tice at midseason. Uh, as far as, like, defending the center position. And they just – it didn't matter who they they had in there. They were bad
3: before they traded. No no matter. It really didn't matter who it was. I don't know if it was a Brad Stevens thing or, you know, that's like, all right, we're going to let this guy beat us and nobody else beat us. But – and, well, how that Boston Celtics season, a lot of people beat them. But, uh, yeah, it didn't matter, like, who they had in there, whether it was Tice, whether it was Mo Wagner at one point uh Tristan Thompson uh Robert Williams like everybody got cooked everybody it didn't matter so you know what I'm gonna eat off of it
0: yeah yeah well you know I'm surprised now that you said this one and I thought it was my favorite personally I've never been like I've always liked Steph Curry, but I've never been a huge Steph Curry guy necessarily. However, when he went on that run later in the season, when he really started gunning for that scoring yep. championship yep. and we were in our NBA Slack channel, everybody was betting the over on his points and it was getting up to like 29, 30, 31, that they started doing those over unders, and he was still just hitting it consistently consistently. How did he, how many how many overs did he do in a row at one point it was like 8 or 9 I think it's like straight in a row and uh and they were, were really fun high too. It was yeah. getting
3: high like there was one point it was 35 and a half points which his over and under and he Yeah. Cashed <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, those were really fun. Those were really fun. He, I, he had uh, a streak
2: of 30 point games but then he had a streak of 40 point games. So yeah, Steph Curry second half. Yeah, that was more of a second half that yeah, I definitely. Uh that was more of a slack channel follow that you know, I was I was all all over on that one Steph Curry, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was fun. We'd be doing that Slack channel and he'd be getting up there towards the end of some games and uh, everybody was just chiming in and uh, when it would cash, it was super fun. It was super fun. Uh, What about some uh, team props? I mean, uh, I'm sure you've got this on your list the New York uh, first half. I mean, how many?
3: (laughs) I mean, of course, of course the New York first half cashed all season, but I wasn't gonna give that one because I figured you know everybody knows about that. Nobody knows about that,
2: of course. Fifty one. So I was gonna fifty one twenty, so, fifty one and twenty in the first half. Yeah, it's it's insane, ridiculous. insane. It, it, oh
3: my god, the units, the units. But where I was going with this, and where I was gonna talk about, I was gonna talk about the other team in New York, the lesser team in New York, the Nets, and the Nets over cash it felt like the next over was an automatic cash before you even put the bet in yeah. like uh abs- absolutely no defense played in a game at all literally we're just gonna score more than you and that's what it was and it wasn't like this was cashing like barely like sometimes this would be a, the highest game on the slate and it would cash by like 20 30 points like <laughs> this yeah. is absolutely like like there was a double i think it was a double series with the calves at one point and they scored like 250 both games, like 250-plus <laughs> both games. <laughs> so it, yeah. it was an absolute cash cow. Like they Those had, nets they overs were fun. Defense. But when they had they all three be
0: – When they had at least two of their big three, it was all about going over every time.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and But now they traded for Javon Carter. Uh, from the Suns, who I think is going to walk in day one and get significant minutes because of, you know, his level of defense. You know, he's learned from that Bob Huggins defense in West Virginia, Javon Carter. He really didn't get the, uh, the burn in Phoenix because that team was just so good defensively already. He really didn't have a niche, but they are going to utilize him as soon as he walks in the door. He's easily their best defender already, so that team already looks better defensively for next season.
0: Damn. All right. Good take. Good take. Uh, John, what do you got for a, a team prop you remember fondly?
2: Well, if the, if Jarrell's not going to mention his Knicks, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming McKee, you won't mention your sons, but I love the sons at home 23 and 13 against the spread at home. And as favorites, they were also 21 and 11. So I love the sons cash cow locked it in all season long. Come on. What's better than the Suns? And on, honestly, um, as an honorable mention to kind of like the, the team trends that I kind of, uh, you know, stuck with or faded, uh, I loved Chicago Bulls on, on the road as an away team. And then I hated the, the Sixers. I faded them as an away team as well. So that's a little, little uh, dichotomy there. You know, yeah, you know I go away, but faded, 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 the Sixers, you know, the away teams.
0: I went on a great run with that Chicago team every time they were a road underdog, I would take them plus the points. It was great. They, I think they were at one point they were uh, 10, 15 straight in a row on the road as an underdog, uh, of covering. And they were super fun to do that with. I was going to mention that one. I also really like the sun's first quarter. That one was hitting. Uh, I think that was yeah. the, the cover the number one
3: overall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that covered for me a great deal of the season. So I was complaining uh, at the beginning, and when you guys came on about losing money in the finals, but uh, the Suns made me plenty of money during the season. So I really, I really can't complain too bad. <laughs> I,
2: so, so the first quarter bets wasn't something I, I, I had normally done in the past. However, throughout the season and moving into the playoffs, yes, the first quarter bets were cash money. However, towards the end, game five, game six of the finals. They weren't so, so much of a cash money Yeah. No, however, no. however, I can't complain the, 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 the many games before those game five and game six of the NBA finals, I did cash. So, you know, throw yeah. that out. so,
0: all right. For our final segment here, I've got, we're thinking about next season already. I want some crazy prop bet predictions or just any predictions from the prop bet brothers for next season. Give me one. Give me your craziest one, Terrell. What do you got? You already gave a Javon Carter prediction. Do you have a, any other crazy predictions? Maybe something from last night with the NBA draft, maybe something with the Westbrook trade?
3: Um, Crazy predictions. Crazy predictions. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, with Javon Carter, I think he instantly, like, I think that Brooklyn's going to be a lot better defensively. And they just showed me that, um, I guess this kind of is a crazy provision prediction but I think that they'll uh probably trend a little bit closer to the under next season um even with you know uh James Harden Kyrie and KD just because it seems like this offseason they are taking an active move, movement forward with, with getting better defensively and if you look at that last series against the Bucks like the under was just cashing like night after night after night like the the books were just leaving it at a high number because it was you know kd james hart and kyrie on another team but it was just coming under coming under coming under so uh brooklyn's under really might be something to look at next season and just us thinking that they're going to be this high-powered offense and they're going to put up a bunch of points and they are going to put up a bunch of points but is anybody else going to be able to follow suit with them i don't necessarily know yet
0: yeah, because they're the, they're the favorite right now to win the championship at plus 200. And they're going to be a very public team with those big names on it, especially after they were hitting the overall this last season. So I can see people just auto betting their over and the books leaving it high with their under coming on. I think that's a really good prediction. It's something to watch. Something to watch. Uh, John, what do you got?
2: You wanted crazy predictions, right, McKee? Crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Pacers to be a fifth seed in the playoffs next year. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're over-under. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys recall the, their over-under Pacers was 44 and 27. They were hitting at 62%. So they got that offense there. Now can they stay healthy? Because Can Sabonis stay healthy? You know, that's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. I think the, the Pacers are going to be a formidable threat. Hopefully, you know, maybe battling for that home spot, number four, number five seed, but probably a number five seed in that playoff. They were a playing. Team I don't think that though. that's that
0: crazy, that crazy of a prediction. I mean, <laughs> going real out on a limb that the, the Pacers give, are going to be one. a five seed in the East.
1: I Can mean, I that's not,
0: one? I feel like once they got rid of their, their shitty coach that everybody had, like, automatically that's going to propel them into something like a fifth seed. Yeah. De'Aaron
2: give me another Fo- De'Aaron Fox scoring title. in it,
0: whoa! That is that is a really crazy prediction. I mean, they just they just drafted another guard. I don't know what the Kings are doing. (laughs) How they now they have healed, they have Halliburton, they have Fox, and now they have the younger Mitchell. Like,
2: but uh, okay, let's think about this. Is Mitchell gonna is is the the, their rookie that they drafted? Is he gonna be an impact next year? Or I, I mean he's supposed to be he's
0: one of the most NBA ready players, they're saying in the top ten.
2: I think well, defensively I he very... definitely he definitely has an impact defensively. Yeah. I was very ticked off because I had I had the over 12 and a half on, on Mitchell being drafted and they drafted him what eight-nine or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right, Troy, you were about to dissect his uh his prediction there.
3: Oh yeah. So okay, all right. So if we go ahead and we take out the top two scores from last year. Steph is getting clay back. And mm-hmm. they should profile as a deeper, better team so he doesn't have to put up that many points tonight. Bradley Beal might still have to put up that many points tonight. <laughs> well, we <laughs> like, don't know. Yeah, with, without Westbrook, yeah.
0: we don't know what, he, what that yeah, team is going to look like or if he's even going to be on the Wizards next season.
3: Absolutely. Uh, so Bradley Beal hasn't requested a trade. He said I've I've seen reports. I haven't heard anything from his camp, but uh, that came from Bradley Beal's camp. But I've heard that he will not request a trade from Washington. He wants to stay in Washington. So if he stays there, Bradley Beal is definitely still a threat to do it. Um, I don't know where Luca stands up in those odds, but I am, and I'm normally not the Luca uh, enthusiast but Luca could possibly do it this year with Jason Kidd coming in there. This could be the year Luca either gets a a scoring title or gets his MVP. And then lastly, who I'm thinking, just off the top of my head, and I'm taking out pretty, I pretty much took out anybody that has a big two or a big three, because I just don't think that they can split it and one of them still win the scoring title. I think somebody has to be like, Sole majority scorer on their team to get the scoring title in this NBA, so Trey Young is the next one that I'm like, it's it's Trey Young's time. I think he's he's sick. He said he wants to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. He probably doesn't do that, so he probably could, uh, gets the scoring title.
0: Yeah. Well, here I'll give you a crazy prediction, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, So before the season, I bet Bradley Beal to win the scoring title, which was a pretty long odds. I think it was like uh, 25 to one or something like that. And, uh, and I did that because Russell Westbrook was there and he had, he was on the team when KD won it. And then he was on the Rockets when James Harden won it. So I was thinking, well, maybe he could, and then he almost felt Beal get there. So don't say it. Don't say it, McKee. Don't say it. If, what if you put some money on LeBron and A D? If LeBron or A D goes down, why couldn't one of them win it? I bet the odds are long.
3: Wow. I don't even know what those odds are.
2: <laughs> something that I mean that this just came to me, but something to think about. So, so, so my crazy prediction of De'Aaron Fox is just impossible. It's not crazy. It's just not happening.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I think De'Aaron, anything could happen. Fox, this is the
2: NBA. All you guys are to, mentioning LeBron and Trey. I'm like, come on, De'Aaron. That's, no, that's so. What
3: I'm looking forward to um, is that next group of young stars in the NBA to really make their mark. So, this year, we really got, you know, that group of, Uh, Well, Jason Tatum already kind of did it, but, you know, Jason Tatum, you got that group of uh, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, um, all those guys, like, kind of, they're, like, in that their own little tier of when they came into the league and them getting better. And now, like, the next group is coming up, and that next group is about to really show us something, and that's where you got your De'Aaron Foxes, you got your Colin Sexton's. Uh, who came in like that same year as Trey so I guess I'll put Trey in that group as well but like you got another like it's another young group of really talented NBA players that haven't necessarily made those all-stars yet haven't necessarily made any all be all NBAs yet but we know they're good players I think those guys are going to start to take that leap next year so that's where that De'Aaron Fox uh that's where I was like oh De'Aaron Fox is kind of interesting there I don't I wouldn't necessarily said it but it's very interesting because there's going to be a leap where the next group of young NBA players go from being really good to being all stars and all pros. And if you jump on them before they make that leap, you are going to make a boatload
0: of cash. That's smart. That's smart. Words to live by. All right. Uh, Terrell, shout out your uh, anything you want to promote. We got to get out of here.
3: Hey, man. You know, you can find me on Twitter, or on Instagram at reallyrell underscore underscore. Uh, All my writings on sportsgamblingpodcast.com is getting into football season, man, so check me out on the college football experience, gonna be doing a lot over there, Uh, gonna have a lot of fantasy football content coming out, so, you know, I'm just out here being a D-Gen, I actually just put in a 12-team parlay that encompasses week zero, week one of college football, and week one of NFL football is at crazy odds and if I hit you'll never hear from me again
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice nice all right well hit hit up Terrell in the Slack channel if you want his uh, crazy parlays I'm sure he's happy to share some of those with you Jong what do you got
2: Uh, you know follow me on Twitter at NikeMVic7 Um, but most importantly follow me on the Slack channel sg.pn slash slack we're On the Olympic channel right now, we are, you know, track and field is starting. We want to make some money off that. We just made a boatload on swimming. Now it's track and field's turn. So follow us there and then follow me on just tennis. And also we have a fat guy food channel. So if you want to see some, some, some delicious food being (laughs) grilled, follow us there as well. We got it all.
0: Definitely. SG.PN slash slack. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to uh, hit up Jong on there. I think he's always on Slack. He lives on our Slack channel, which uh, we love. <laughs> always, always has great info. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me so much this season. The Prop Bet Brothers. We will be back at some point in the future.
1: Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball, because I'm gonna.
2: Ba basketball give me give me give me the ball because I'm gonna!